worry, let's get into it then. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast, where this week I'm joined by Izzy Phillips making her debut on the podcast and also as well I'm joined by regular Mark Horosky. But, but before we get stuck into this weekend's races where we'll be previewing some of the action at Haydock and Ascot, let's see how everyone is. Izzy, how's it going? You're making your debut in your podcast, hopefully going to find a few winners uh, for the listeners. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to going through the runners and riders for this weekend. There's quite a few big names going, um, a few of my old favourites going, so I'm looking forward to talking through them. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully uh, they stand their ground. I saw Phil- Philip Hobbs put up a tweet saying that he might put uh, pull out a few of his runners, which could maybe include Deffy, but we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out nearer the time. Mark, how's, how's it going? Uh, work keeping you busy? Yeah, yeah as always. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the racing this weekend. Some of our favourite horses running this weekend, Chris, but I'm a bit worried about the price on one of them in particular. Could be a bit big to lay in the win market, but we'll definitely mention that one later. Um, yeah. I think people know what I'm talking about, Ascot. But yeah, me and Chris, uh, we're going to Ascot on, on Saturday, so maybe see some of the listeners there uh, back some winners. I'm um, looking forward to it. Yeah, hopefully uh, all these runners will stand their ground because... We don't want uh, walkovers. We want to be able to get some value out there. But yeah, hopefully we can find some winners this weekend. So let's get into it then. We're going to be starting at Haydock for the first race that we're going to be previewing. It's going to be live on ITV. It's the 150. It's the double daily rewards with Betfair graduation chase over two miles, five and a half furlongs. Brave man's game here tops the market. Obviously very impressive when he won at Newton Abbott. So Izzy, um, Brave Man's Game, are we with him or against him? I think I'm going to have to be with him just because I'm struggling to find an edge elsewhere. When I'm looking at Alnadam, he couldn't quite hack a class one and he struggled when he was up to three mile. He is back two mile five. Um, but if I'm honest, he does seem like he needs a bit more cut in the ground. If we're looking also at Itchy Feet, he's a high class horse. He had a good return last month in the old Rome, but... Um, Again, Brave Man's game to me just seems like it could all be right for him. Uh, trying to side with him, especially with the ground, is not hard. And obviously, like you mentioned already, the win at Newton Abbott is pretty good. Yeah, it was very good. Fusil Raffles obviously came out and uh, won the Charlie Hill Weatherby on his next start. I'm not sure though if he was a bit flattered that day, getting all the, the weight allowances there. This is going to be, I think, actually a harder test. Itchy feet, no mug. Like you say, the, the runner entry was very good. That form was franked by Midnight Shadow winning the Paddy Power Gold Cup as well at, at Cheltenham. So he's no mug. Does have to give away £4 to Brave Man's game. But I think we'll prove a worthy adversary and pay the piper as well. Ran well uh, in that Colin Parker chase behind Fiddler on the Roof. So there's a few worthy opponents here. Mark, are you going to be laying Brave Man's game or uh, or sticking with him? Um, I don't really. I don't think Brave Man's game is, is a lay. I think I think there's I think this is a two horse race. I think it's between the favourite Brave Man's game and Itchy Feet. I can't see the other two getting into this one. I think um, Itchy Feet. I think that form at Aintree on the twenty fourth of October is really good behind All Mankind. And obviously Midnight Shadows front Frank to form since in the Paddy Power. Um, you can put up two pounds for that. Has to give four pounds to Brave Man's game. But I mean Ollie Murphy Yard can do no wrong at the moment. Twenty nine percent strike rate. Um, I think the prices as well. I think four to seven Brave Man's games a bit short, and around four to one for each feet. I'd probably price it up maybe, maybe four to five, nine to four to two. 
But I think the value is um, back in itchy feet in the win here. Um, I just think Brave Man's game's a bit too short. But it's not a lay for me because I think it's only a two-horse race. I think he's back at your feet, 4-1. Mm, interesting. So, yeah, Izzy's going to side with Brave Man's game just because she can't really find anything to take him on with. And Mark is quite keen on itchy feet but wouldn't be laying Brave Man's game if you were having a lay bet on the Betfair exchange. So, yeah, despite only being four runners, it's, it could be a tricky little test there for Brave Man's game, and he's going to need to win it if he's going to live up to the reputation that Paul Nichols definitely holds him uh, in regard with. So, yeah, it'd be an interesting race. We're then going to move on to the 225. Now, this is a good race. Uh, quite a lot of um, runners here in the competitive handicap. It's the 225, the Betfair exchange, Stayers handicap hurdle, grade three, member Paisley Park, won this a couple of years ago so it has been a uh, a good race that has produced some decent horses over the years you've got Riggs at the top of the betting he's actually finding it out um with Emma Mullins radar right place right time around about 11 to 2 the pair of them uh, the head of the betting you've got Orby's legend who was impressive at Chepstow last time out Bass Rock uh he he was quite impressive as well when he won last time out I I think uh, Carlisle was it, um, but yeah, his form has worked out quite well, and there's some others as well that you can make a case for. Mark, I'll come to you here first. Um, what did you like in this race? Firstly, I think uh, Riggs is a bit short at the top of the bank. I know the skeleton yard's flying. Um, I know Dave Cross, one of our friends involved in the syndicate, um, he's only off one two seven, but this is competitive. I think five to one's a bit skinny. Um, I'd probably rather be with the Irish Raider. Uh, right place, right time. I think that one's got got more more potential. Um, of one two five. Obviously, Harry Kimber is decent. Obviously, he rides for Colin Tizard. I mean, seven pound claims only running off one eighteen here. Um, so I think that one probably should be the right favourite. I think Riggs is a bit short. But the one I actually like here is um went for an outsider here. I mean, I like Jane Williams, Gladiator Allen. Um, big price outside. I mean, the last one at Foss Lass. I mean, it's pretty underwhelming. Um, willing to forgive that run because he to be honest with you looked beat after three hurdles um didn't travel at all um he's dropped two pounds by the handicapper the yard as well jane williams flying um last 14 days got a 28 percent strike rate um i think this one can be competitive off 129 but chester williams taking another three off as well so off one two six i think he's about 25 30 feet to one in places uh, currently, he's been backed into 16's best price, I can see. He's been very well supported, so... Okay, well, that wasn't me, um, so that's unfortunate. 16 one's still a decent price. Yeah, and you probably get extra places as well on the day. You might get five, six places with some firms, yeah. maybe even seven if some are being generous. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he, he's definitely um, could be one that's on an upward curve. Like I say, you make so many, so many there have... Um, a decent chance, I think. Uh, how about you, though, Izzy? Who who are you siding with here? Well, I started off looking down the bottom of the weights near um, Riggs and right place, right time. I mean, obviously, right place, right times. Emmett Mullins, he does do well when he brings him over here. We've seen that with the shunter. Um, he's got very, very low weight, and even then, the jockey's claiming a little bit as well on top of that. You've then got Riggs, low weight. But if you look at the last two starts on good ground, they haven't gone too well. So that would be a little bit of a concern for me. So I started to look elsewhere and I come out with Flight Deck. He's a winner last time out on good ground. John Joe has started to have a few winners now and he could have the key to the race because he's only up three pounds on that last win. 
So for me, that's where I'm going to go. And I'm, I've been looking, you can get around 10 to 1 at the moment. So a little bit of price there for me. Yeah, flight deck, he, he didn't look the most straightforward, I thought, uh, at Weatherby last time out. But he's definitely on an upward curve and he could have a, a lot more to offer, I think, in handicaps moving forward. I thought if the cap fits was an interesting one, back into a handicap off 149, three pounds lower than when he beat Roxana a couple of years ago when he took his grade one. Uh, Aintree, interesting as well that they're not booking a claimer either. Someone like Lorcan Mercer has been getting a few chances recently of Harry Fry. Um, he could maybe tag on the ride and help help them off. So they must think he could be competitive off the mark of 149. What do you think of the uh, the, the jockey booking on a Dr. Duffy for Charles Burns? Adam Wedge. Your favourite jockey? He, he, isn't it? He's getting a masterclass probably on uh, Save yeah. It for Another Day. Um, who knows? Who knows? Um, and if you if they thought he had a chance, surely he would um, be getting a little bit shorter. But but we won't go too much into detail on uh, on Doctor Duffy and Adam Wedge there. Yeah, just uh, just keep an eye out for Adam Wedge's rides. That's all I say on a couple of Evan Williams recently. But um, but but away from uh, Evan Williams, sometimes I think he's actually he, he's actually solid. Maybe it's Evan telling him not to uh, not not to go through with it, but. I won't get into too much detail there. But yeah, it's definitely a very competitive race. I quite like if the cap fits. Uh, Izzy then likes Flight Deck. And uh, who are you keen on, Mark? Uh, Jim Williams, Gladiatorial Allen. Glad yeah, Gladiatorial Allen is then for Mark. So yeah, very competitive race. And to be honest, we probably haven't even got the f a horse there that's going to get in the first four. So uh, yeah, very competitive race. We then go to the feature race then of uh, of Saturday and the feature race of Haydock's uh, jump season. It's the Betfair Chase. Uh, Plutard, very interesting runner here. Second in the Gold Cup, Henry de Bromhead, tops the market, 6-4. to four. Uh, Bristol de Mai, uh loves this race. I think it's his fifth win he's going for. He's 7-2, looks quite an attractive price there. Waiting patiently, interesting to see how Christian Williams does with him. Next destination as well, eight to one. You know, it's, it's got a nice each way look to it. You've got eight runners in the race. Normally, you only get maybe five or six in here. So, you, you're going to get a. I think there's definitely an each way angle to be had here because for me, a Plutard, I think, even though, yes, he's probably the most progressive horse that, that, could, to, that could maybe be a Cheltenham Gold Cup winner, I just think sometimes he's a bit vulnerable first time out. He's not got the best record fresh and. Maybe this could be the time to take him on. But um, we'll go to Izzy here first. Izzy, I know you like Bristol de May. Do you think uh, he can win in this race again? Well, this is Bristol's Gold Cup. So you know that Nigel's going to have him fit for this. And if you look at the relationship between Daryl Jacob and Bristol's, it's one of those really strong partnerships. We've seen a similar thing with Bryony Frost and Frodon a couple of weeks ago. I just think that he's going to do absolutely everything to get the win here. But also, if you look at the strike rate for Daryl Jacob when he's riding for the double green with Isaac Swade and Simon Muneer, he just cannot be stopped. He just seems to know these horses really, really well. And that retention's obviously working. So then if I have a look at Royal Pagai, I mean, I'll be very surprised if he actually runs. Usually with Venetia runners, they like it, they like it wet. Um, <laughs> but if if there's not a deluge, I can't see him running. He's a really interesting runner. And I actually backed him last year for the Gold Cup, but I just can't see him going here. And I actually agree with you with a Plutard. I just think he's a little bit vulnerable first time out. So for the last couple of years running, he's needed a run to get the win. And I'm just not sure he's going to be ready yet. 
but I am I'm really surprised that Rachel's coming over to ride him instead of say, staying to ride Bob Ollinger. I don't know if that's a choice or whether that's a decision that's already been made by Henry de Bromhead, but obviously you've got to put a little bit of weight behind that decision. Yeah, that is a very interesting point there. Bob Ollinger obviously meant to be probably the, the most exciting uh, novice chaser this season, or is going to be one of them at least anyway. Um, yeah, very interesting that Rachel has come here to, to ride a Plutard's yeah, I, I don't know, you know, you just haven't niggles at the back of my mind, is he? I'm not sure the track will, will suit him either. I think he might just find it a little bit on the sharp side, but he, he was good enough to beat Chacan Bossoir a couple of years ago over over two miles um, at, at the Christmas festival there. So, I don't know. I think he's a little bit too sure. I, I quite like Next, Next Destination. I know people have maybe poo-pooed him but i think he's very lightly raced he's got the first time cheap pieces on paul nichols has been very bullish beat fiddler on the roof at warwick fiddler seems to be in good form this season um that that uh national hunt chase at cheltenham has worked out very well galvin obviously ran a cracker behind um frodon adam royal snow leopardess who finished fourth won a decent handicap at banger on d recently remastered one at Aintree, I think it was in one of the Potomps network uh, qualifiers. The Mighty Don ran a blinder uh, in second at Cheltenham last week. So the more you go through that form, it looks pretty strong. Obviously, he's got quite a bit to find in the ratings, but I think I'm seeing eight to one here with some firms. I think that's each way fevery. I think he's definitely going to run a big race, waiting patiently for me. I just wonder if he's passed the game now. Um, despite him joining Christian Williams, I'm, I'm not so sure there. I think maybe he's he's kind of missed the boat, but it'd be interesting to see how he gets on. But yeah, I, I think I think Bristol here is the most solid option. Uh, but next destination, I, I think I think he'll run a big race, and I think he could go quite close. So he'd be be the way I would play. How about you though, Mark? Um, a Plutard? Did you want to be uh, siding with him or taking him on, or are we going with Bristol here? I'm in agreement with uh, Izzy. I think Bristol demise the one to be on here. Um, loves the course, going for another record. Uh, trainers flying, the jockey gets on well with him. Everyone loves the grey as well. So uh, I think looking at the betting as well, I think a bluster is pretty short around six to four right now. I mean, if he's anything shorter than six to four on the day, I mean, you've got to be laying him for win purposes. Uh, Bristol to my, there's still about seven to two out there as well. Waiting patiently six to one. And I think that's too short. I think that one should be double figures. I mean, I don't see a major positive joining Christian Williams' yard. Brian Hughes is a positive, but I think I'm confused why waiting patiently short at the next destination. Royal Pagali, I mean, obviously ran well, runs well at the course, and got found out in the Gold Cup. But um, I, I think the cluster, I think he'd be suited by more of a stamina test as well. I, I don't think he'd be suited by the Haydock track. Um, Bristol to my... Exactly what, what Izzy said. This is his Cheltenham. This is his Gold Cup. He will be ready to go, whereas I think Plaster might need to run. So I would probably have them maybe around 2-1, to 5-2, 9-4 to four at the top of the market. The pair. I think 7-2 is a good price for Bristol to at the moment. I, th- I think the money will come for him on the day. I think he'll probably go for an 11-4, 5-2. Yeah, I agree. I think he'll definitely shorten up. I'm not sure about... Um, I think a Plutard is going to be a really interesting price because there'll be a lot of punters out there that will just read the name Rachel Blackmore and just back her purely because of that. Um, and the fact that she's here instead of uh, at Goran Park for own Bob Bollinger. So 
Being... There's four to six like, value for you. Four to six to field like, value for you. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think, I think, I think he'll go close, but I don't think he'll win. I, I think I can see him finishing second or third, but oh. I, I think there's, I think Bristol or or next destination might be able to take his scalp. Um, um, I, I just, yeah, I agree with you. I, I'd probably, if I was doing a tricast, if you could do tricast on graded races. I would uh, do a Plutar, Bristol, next destination, and one in any order. I, th- I think they'll be fighting it out for the first three, and yeah, it, I think I think it's going definitely going to be an interesting renewal. So, uh, Mark and Izzy are siding with Bristol de May. I'll give a positive for him as well, but I quite like the chances of next destination to run a big race. So, that's going to be uh, the the Betfair chase covered. We then go to the fourth race at Haydock. This is always an interesting race. Uh, um, it's produced some good horses over the years that have won it. I think Vintage Clouds won it a couple of years ago, who's been a decent horse over the years for Sue Smith. And we've got Strictly a Dancer here at the top of the betting. He's currently 13 to 8. He's turned out again quickly from his recent win at Cheltenham. Is this going to be a horse we're siding with, Mark, or do we want to be taking him on? I'm just looking at the betting just now. I think this one's pretty short, if I'm being honest with you, Chris. I think 6 to 4 is short enough. Um, I've actually went for. Uh, another outsider here i'm just looking at the betting just now i'm not sure what price you can see it's actually joke uh dancer um for sue smith obviously the stable is absolutely flying here it's just unfortunate there's no um there's not eight runners you get the traditional place terms on the sports book but uh i like uh, i like joke dancer here for the win and additional place on the bet for exchange uh, it's back down to 134 last winning mark stable operating at 24 percent strike rate i don't think this is that good a race and Christian Williams, man, quite it's quite common for his horses to get overbet. Um, Jack Tudor, I wouldn't see that's a massive positive either. Um, he's given me a good couple of turns betting against him. Remember, I got in his free lad, twenty-eight to one. Jack Tudor made a dog's dinner of the the ride on the favourite, and I, I got the winner. But um, you know, I think joke dancer. What price is twelves, fourteens? Complete outsider, fourteens. But there has been a bit of support for him. So right, okay. Well, I backed that one already. Um, I think fourteen one's a fair price, especially if you can get the additional place. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There might be some firms. I know Skybet sometimes pay three places in a seven in a seven horse race. So if you can get maybe fourteens with three places, that that, that could be a good each way bet there. I I'll, I'll just give a positive mention for Empire Steel here for uh, Ryan Manny and uh, Sandy Thompson. I think he's quite a big price actually, six to one. Sandy Thompson, I think, is a, a really underestimated trainer. Does very well with these stay and chases. Um, he goes particularly well for us. He's won on his last two seasonal reappearances. Um, one at Carla, one at uh, Air. He's still very lightly raced. Um, he's only ever had six career starts. Won three times. He destroyed uh, Protectorat by 41 lengths at Kelso. Obviously, Protectorat never ran his race that day, but still a hell of an effort by Empire Steel, achieving an RPR of 152, so he's no mug. And he's PR as well, because see you at midnight, didn't he? Yeah, that's one of his, um, that's been one of his stable um, stars over the last couple of years, so. Oh, as well, just, just going back to this race, Chris, right, the more I look at this Strictly, a dancer, right, and the form at Chum, to me, doesn't look great. It's an amateur race last time out, doesn't look great. I think this is a bit, a bit of a step up in class. Um, I think he'll get found out. I think I think six to four is too short. Yeah, well, he's away from Cheltenham as well, so he's got to prove track as well. Prove that exactly. 
Um, it, it might the track probably won't suit him, and and sometimes these Christian Williams horses, you're right, they can. He he's a very good trainer, Christian Williams, um, and and he's been making a name for himself over the last couple of years. But sometimes when he gets these horses, I've noticed they win a couple of times. When it maybe comes to the third one in a row, they don't always deliver. And I'm not, yeah, I think I would have concerns about the track and taking such a short price there. How about you though, Izzy? Uh, who did you like in this race? Were you a strictly a dancer fan? Oh, I was actually at the meeting when he won last weekend. If I'm honest, I completely agree with Mark. When you look at that race, that's an amateur race. If you go back then to Haydock, where he ran in April over good ground, he was fourth of 11 in a class two. That is what this is. It's Haydock, three mile, class two, good ground. If he couldn't do it then, I don't know why he could do it now, especially when he's so exposed. I just... I'm just a bit worried. It's a lot to ask a horse after seven days. Obviously, there's horses that have done it, but I'm just not sure he's showing me that he's really one of those stars. Are you I laying this horse, is he? Are you place laying this horse? I've got the feeling that if you tell the tone of your voice, you're going to be laying this horse on Saturday. Well, is, I, I just might. I just feel there's... The, the market's got it right. The next in the betting is Ramesses Detain. and I've had a look at him... He's got an awful lot of weight. Even with Fergus taking a little bit off, he's got an awful lot of weight. But he does have a record of winning in November. Obviously, I'm listening to the case you guys have made for Empire Steel next in the betting. That sounds about right. But they're, they're all such a big price. I'm just, but I'm not sure which one I would pick to beat Strictly a Dancer. I just don't think Strictly a Dancer will win. So, yeah, it's probably a lay for me. Interesting. So, so we're all keen to oppose Strictly a dancer. Um, Izzy and Mark quite keen to lay him. I'm a, I'm gonna give a positive mention for Empire Steel. Maybe Ramesses could do the job. Um, it's won this course before, but like Izzy said, big weight there. So yeah, interesting thoughts there from the panel on the last race at Haydock. We're then gonna move on for a couple of races at Ascot. We're gonna uh, preview three races there. Uh, the 205 is the first one we're going to be looking at. It's the Chanel Farmer 1965 Chaser Grade 2 over two miles and five furlongs. And Dressel, Dashel Dresher, if I can ever pronounce his name right, is currently top of the betting at 11-4. Defi Desoy, are we going to see him again? Maybe not, as uh, Phil Hobbs suggested on Twitter earlier. He uh, makes a seasonal reappearance. He's 7-2. Master Tommy Tucker... An interesting horse, five to one, lost in translation as well on a retrieval mission. He's thirteen to two, and uh, it's twelve to one. Bigger the rest. Uh, come to you here, Izzy. Um, off um, off air, we were talking about your love for Deffy Desoy. Do you think he's going to do the business here, or is he a bit of a horse, maybe like Sporting John? It's all or nothing with him. Yeah, and I mean, I will just add, I was on Sporting John as well, so I do just tend to follow these horses off the cliff, regardless. So. Do just take what I say with a pinch of salt here because I am a massive Deffy fan. <laughs> Obviously, I've got this concerns. Podcast is he? Because we we put it up as well. Are we listening? Um, I wasn't actually. It yeah, was, was for me. I was keen. I was keen. Twelves, fourteens, all aboard. I liked him back over hurdles. That was a big, big reason for me. If I look at Deffy, he's on a comeback mission. He's on a massive comeback mission. It was such a disappointing season last year. It it all started very well. And then it just absolutely tailed off. And it was so disappointing. 
But then you could say that for a few of these in here. As soon as I clicked on the market, though, I looked at Dashiell Drasher and I've looked at a few races that he's been in in the past and he just loves Ascot, just loves it there. So this is just the perfect conditions for him. The ground is a little bit worrying because there is no rain in the forecast for Ascot as well. So by Saturday, that could be a little bit too dry, but he just loves it there. It's like a second home. And I think that he's clearly going to go well. It's what, like you say, it's what Deffy you're going to get, Mark. It's, I'll probably follow him off a cliff, but I might have a saver on Dash or Drasher. Interesting then. So Deffy is for uh, Izzy, but she wouldn't be so at all surprised maybe if Dashiell Drasher uh, took this race as well. I'm just going to give a positive mention here for Lost in Translation. He's actually not a horse that I've fallen off a cliff. I just, I, I'm more following the, the resurgent Colin Tizard uh, form, to be honest with you. They've done me a few good turns over the last couple of weeks. I think he's actually unexposed over this trip. Um, I think maybe they're the wrong end of the stick. Um, campaign him over three miles I, I remember watching him um, at Newbury uh, back in February where he travelled like a dream and then he just emptied um, he just emptied uh, with about three fences to go and just didn't have um, the gears to go through with it not sure what happened to him obviously that is concerning but he did show a lot of good form earlier in his career over two and a half miles and I think he's definitely worth a go he also as well had a lot of good uh matches with Deffy DeSoy. There was a few good battles between the pair of them and I'd love it if both of them were definitely in contention coming over the last bring back old memories of when they were back in their novice chase days. Master Tommy Tucker, I'm not sure about him. Um, too quirky for me to be have much confidence in him. But yeah, this this race I thought was quite trappy. How about you though, Mark? Did you thought that was a solid option or um, do you think it's wide open? I was quite competitive. You can make a case for a few. Um, I did come down on uh, Contezer's Lost in Translation. Um, just, just looking at his form, I mean, it has tailed off, and obviously that that is linked into the Tizard Yards, the form last season, which they were just completely off it, weren't they? Um, that gold cut run behind Alpin Photo, to be at length, just never recovered from it. Um, I wouldn't say he's been disappointing since, but just hasn't shown his true form. Again, travelled like a dream at Newbury, but just emptied... Um, Interesting that he was declared to run at Haydock in the Bitford Chase and went for this race instead. But this race is obviously a lot easier um, and less competitive than, than that race. Um, I just think I think he's got a chance. You know, he's had a bit of wind surgery, stables coming back to form. This one's went under the radar. Um, certainly winnable, stable form, 24% strike rate. I mean, he's been competing in some top races last season. To put the stable form is terrible last year. King George Gold Cup. I think I think he's got a chance. Um, I think he's one that'll definitely travel well. Um, I'd like him to be ridden quite handily. I've noticed a lot of the Tether horses have been ridden really prominently in the last couple of weeks, which is good. Um, it could be the perfect back to lay. I mean, he's four he's, he's four point five seven to seven at two at the moment. He's hoping for a bit bigger. Um, it'd be interesting to see who they come from, Dave, because I think Dashiell Dashiell Drasher loss in translation or Deffy could go a favourite here. Be interesting to see how, how how it unfolds on the exchange on Saturday. Yeah, well, be interesting. I think lost in translation. I I think the money could come from actually. I I don't think he'll drift. I I could see him maybe going off maybe 
three to one, ten to three, that kind of uh, price. Can you make a case for any of the top of the three the bang? This this is this is pretty competitive. Yeah, it definitely is. Be but it'd be interesting to see who holds their ground. I've got a feeling that we could maybe lose one or two runners and that would be a shame because it does have a nice competitive edge to the race. We then go to the next race we're gonna preview at Ascot. Uh the two forty, the Coral Hurdle. Only five runners, but it's quite an interesting little contest. Buzz, uh, your Cesarovich winner. Uh, is the current favourite. It's 5-4, maybe a little bit short. Goshen, I think it's 50-50 if we're going to see him, but I know Gary Moore is desperate to run him. Mayor's Oli, Molly's Ollie's wishes. The mayor gets the mayor's allowance. Was impressive last time at Weatherby, but this is going to probably require a career best. And then one of my all-time favourite song for someone. I love this horse. Probably wants the ground a little bit deeper, but he's such a good jumper. Won this race last year. Um, I think he, he would have a squeak if he turns up. And guard your dreams as well. Maybe he could take the improvement out of handicap company so i think it's quite an interesting little race i'll come to you here uh mark buzz obviously five to four um could be a force maybe in the stairs hurdle uh, division this year nicky henson has said uh are we with buzz here or are we um gonna take him on i think he's so short at the moment because bookmakers are estimating that goshan won't run um i think if, if goshan does run i think i think buzz will drift he's too short at the moment around five to four um, again, song for someone disappointing last time out, pulled up and obviously got put away by Goshan uh, the race before. Um, Goshan's a, frustrating for me because um, I've I've been building up accounts to lay this horse when in place for the last couple of weeks and just keeps getting pulled. Um, like, I want to lay him, but I wouldn't lay him at the price right now, 7 2. I couldn't lay him in the win at 7 2. Um, and if there's money for him, he goes off around two to one, five to two. I'll lay him in a place market odds on, um, and lay him for the win. But we've got to see how this market unfolds because I think I think Buzz is so short because the bootmakers are are estimating that Goshan won't run here. Yeah, that's probably an, an interesting angle uh, to why maybe Buzz is is so short. And yeah, Gosh- he should be that price. He should probably be around nine to four, two to one. Yeah, I I agree there with Buzz. If this. In small fields, I remember he has been done a couple of times tactically, and I think he needs a strong pace to aim at. Obviously, song for someone, and while he's all his wishes have gone forward in the past, so they might make it a test. But if if one of them, if only one of them goes forward and sets their own sectionals, maybe it might suit them a little bit better. But yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting race. How about you though, Izzy? Uh, are we a fan of Buzz here? I do love Buzz, but. In this race in particular, I've got a real soft spot for Molly Ollie's wishes, mainly just because she runs for a charity. So every time she wins, all of the money goes to the charity Molly Ollie's Wishes, which is designed to grant wishes um, to children suffering with terminal illnesses. So I just think the cause in itself is amazing. But three weekends ago on Twitter, there's always the uh, polls that come out to say, you know, who was your performance of the weekend? I voted Molly Ollie's Wishes because... She went away so beautifully. She beat uh, Miranda into second by five and a half lengths at Weatherby. I thought that was really impressive. So I would like Molly Ollie's to come out here and do a really good showing. I worry that obviously Goshen and Song for Someone are going to try and, you know, they they know each other of old and there's going to be a bit of a battle going on there. And I just think that they might forget about Molly Molly Ollie's. And I think that Bridget Andrews could end up just sitting and actually... I think she could get away with this. Guard Your Dreams for me is a last time out winner that I was actually on. 
just a little bit worried about the step up um, every time he stepped up to a class one he hasn't really been able to hack it so I'm not sure that he's ready for this but for me I'm on the mare yeah I can definitely see your case seven to one I think is a big price for her she gets the allowances as well so yeah I think she, I think she's definitely an interesting contender taking on the boys God, God, your dreams. I'm just thinking this is the heir to Bally Andy. Surely he'll be probably not quite good enough for the grade one company, but then he always turns up off top weights and these big handicaps and he's always a solid each way bet. So maybe God, your dreams is the heir to Bally Andy. But yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a fascinating race. Obviously, Mark's keen to uh, to take on Goshen if he runs. Uh, I'll give uh, Song for Someone a positive mention and uh, Molly Zolli's wishes uh, is the selection for Izzy. We then come to our last race we're going to look at which is the 315. Uh, it's the Gerard uh, Bertrand Hurst Park Handicap Chase. Only seven runners, but an interesting little race before midnight. Uh, heads the betting. Beat Sky Pirate last time out. That's going to be an interesting rematch. We've got Amulo Gold and Monsieur Lecoq. They met last time out. That's going to be an interesting battle again. Um, Sally Dock, a former course winner. Diego Charmel, previous course and distance winner. Dolos, a previous course winner. Lots of course form on offer here, guys. Um, come to Izzy. Who did we like in this one? Is, do you have a standout selection, or did you thought it was pretty tricky? Well, I'm still trying to get my voice back from when Sky Pirate got up to Antukas at Cheltenham. So there's a little part of me, I think, that's still with Sky Pirate for all of his uh, races. I was on him last time. I think he was just perhaps needing the run. That was over good ground. That was a good showing, I feel, at Cheltenham. I think that he'll get up here. Obviously, before midnight, that was a great run for Sam. And it's very unusual that I'm not on a Sam Tristan Davis winner. And I wasn't on that occasion. I was on Sky Pirate, losing my voice once again. But, um, yeah, he's hiked up eight pounds. He's clearly going to be there. I have a feeling that it'll be these two probably having a bit of a rematch. The one that I think might creep into it, though, and, and one perhaps to sort of keep an eye on throughout the race might be a Moolah Gold for uh, Skelton and Bridget Andrews. Obviously, you can't really discount many of the Skelton horses at the moment just with the form they're in. I mean, quite a lot of the trainers are in pretty good form at the moment, but that's my one to keep an eye on because I do think that Sky Pirate's going to have an eye on before midnight having been beaten by him before and Bridget could just again here like I said with Molly Ollie's wishes she could be doing a couple of similar rides I think this weekend yeah she's definitely caught the eye a few times over the last 12 months Bridget Andrews used nose hold up tactics and uh, trying to maybe copy Jamie Spencer from the flat and Amula Gold's definitely going to be interesting with those first-time cheap pieces, and you wouldn't put it past him maybe getting another course and distance win. I'll just give a positive mention for Dolos. I thought he was a great bet here at the prices. He's a complete rag of the field. However, he's now down to um, a good mark of 154. He actually won beating First Flow, who won uh, the Clarence House chase here back in the back in the um back in January. Uh, he beat him in a handicap back in February, giving him nearly two stone. Um, if he's anywhere near that form, I think he's a good thing here. Off one five four, uh, previous course winner, Bryony aboard. I don't think he's quite as effective over two and a half miles. I think around a track like this, where it's a stiff uphill finish, believe it or not, Ascot does have a hill up 
it is uphill going up the straight even though it never looks it on tv but when you're there there is a slight hill but i i do think that will suit him um yeah i just think you want to use a big price in brownie obviously can do no wrong at the moment uh in cracking form and yeah i i thought maybe he was a bit overpriced here and might go um he might go undetected in the market so who's the way i thought how about you though mark um sky pirate an old friend of the podcast are you going to be going with him or or is there something else you liked dangerous words using good thing a double figure double figure prize runners but we've seen it happen before you know they have one um i think i think this is quite a tricky race um sky pirates definitely one it's interesting it's going to be one that's absolutely cruising and depends what what this one finds quite high in the weight so 159 for me um i actually went for bottom one monazur lecoq going for a famous jane williams double on a saturday right I just think this one's got a chance. Um, I think of bottom weight can can be competitive. Uh, the stables stables in great form. I think the booking of uh, Kieran Geffens is a positive. Um, nothing against Chester Williams, but I think Kieran Geffens is obviously the pros on board. Um, obviously the form of Amula Gold. I think that form's good. Um, and still, I mean, it's up three pounds, but I think can be competitive. I think the Amula Gold form is is the best recent form on offer here. Um, and I think those two are the ones to beat. Um, it was quite difficult to split between the two. Um, could easily be the case you could dodge two in the race. You could bet Amula Gold and Minnesota Lecoq for singles. So you've got roughly around a seven, a two chance altogether. Um, but yeah, looks a tricky race. But just went for Minnesota Lecoq. Yeah, interesting. I think you can. I think you can pretty much make a case that all seven runners are, are, are on their best form. But yeah, an interesting race. Um, Izzy then she's got a. Uh, a slight love for Sky Pirate, but wouldn't put you off a mood of gold either. Mark loves uh, Monsieur Lecoq, and I like Dolos. So, yeah, very interesting little race. But that's um, all the races covered. We do this part of the show at the end where we've got any other fancies. I'll just quickly uh, go for one at Huntington. It's in a mare's chase. It is the second race on the card. It's the 12.48. I thought Barbados Blue was an absolute good thing here. If you can get anything of... Um, Odds against, maybe five to four. I think she'll hack up. She gets four pounds from Hawthorne Cottage. I think she'll take all the beating in that race. So she'll be my nap of the weekend. Um, come to you here, Izzy. You don't have to have any other fancies, but is there anything else that caught your eye this weekend? Um, I don't actually have any other major fancies, but one that caught my eye, I will be watching, is quite a short price, is Ask a Honeybee at Ascot in the 12.55 just think that with Paddy Brennan on board, I mean, he was absolutely loving it at the weekend with his winners at Cheltenham. Just looks like it's come second last couple of times out, um, acts on good. Just think he might actually get up in this instance. Yeah, it's definitely a winnable race. I, I, I actually had a look at that race you were on about earlier. Um, they got the form there with three under through five. Okay, he was well beaten, but that would be definitely a solid form boost for three under through five if... Uh, who's going to win that race and it doesn't look particularly strong i thought maybe jeremy's pass was the main danger there but yeah i wouldn't put you off there ask a honeybee if you fancied him how about you mark anything else to note for the weekend there's actually uh an unraced two-year-old that i'm quite keen on and the uh holder's getting his pen out he's going to load up on bet 365 right now the uh the 220 lingfield on saturday um little raven Kirby takes the ride for a George Bofi. Um, I think this one will run quite well. You know, there's no price available on this race, but I mean, we're looking at 
looking at the tissue right now, probably get around 12 to 1, 14 to 1. Um, strong 2, expect this one to be going forward. The reports are this one's quite sharp. I wouldn't go mad in it, but I do like it. And obviously, Cox, Clive Cox has got a few. He's got one in the race here, and Kirby's went for for the George Bofi runner. So make of that as you will. Um, and there was another one, an unraced, um, an unraced runner's running at Wolverhampton in the, in the 6 o'clock. I'll get this one for you as well. There is um, a Roger Varian runner enforced pretty smart um drawn 10 which would be an issue at andrew Alzini's booked that's running the six o'clock wolverhampton as well so okay we'll have to keep an eye, an eye out on those most people's eyes to be fair beyond the chance but there are a couple of actually decent uh, race meetings on the weather this weekend after they've had a little bit of a break because i would know because i've written the preview for some of those races so yeah be interesting to see how they get on but yeah thanks for Izzy and Mark for giving up their time this week. We really appreciate um, their thoughts and analysis. Also as well, uh, a massive uh, thank you to you guys for listening to the podcast, supporting it. Remember, if you haven't done so already, to uh, subscribe to whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, whether it's Spotify, iTunes or SoundCloud. And yeah, that's all we've got time for this week. So please gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon.